4: Let's roll. This is Sport I am Gabe O'Brien, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. The Twisted Tuesday has begun. We've got a full house on the program this evening as the countdown of Super Bowl 57 continues. And as we told you, Seinfeld style, that, hey, eh, 14 days will really feel like four. It's really two and a half. And here we are. If you're on the East Coast, we're already into you know, 11 days away. Uh, right now the Super Bowl will kick off before you know it it's time to start making your decisions there's a lot of decisions to make Mike Tenere is going to step up and in football outsiders New York Times contributor Mike is in Alabama for the Senior Bowl he'll be in Arizona for the Super Bowl and uh, he'll be with us this evening and he'll be with us next week in the Super Bowl uh, as well Uh, We've got Andrew McCannis going to be stepping up and in and joining us. Steve Merrill kicks it with us as well. So we'll get into the Super Bowl, but the big news from the National Football League uh, today, a couple of coaching positions have been uh, taken. The New Orleans Saints and Denver Broncos finalized a deal and a trade, so to speak, to allow Sean Payton to become the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, of course, we were talking about it last night. Ian Rappaport said yesterday that the Broncos are working on something big, and um you know it's it might take you know take it a little while, but they're working on something big, and they're gonna get this thing done and how how they got there, you know does it really matter at this point? I don't think so, right? I mean, I think what we said last night actually kinda. If you if you can kind of like you know read between the lines, so Sean Payton met with the Broncos. It supposedly didn't go very well. It was like no, nah, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna work. Sean Payton came in asking for a lot and wanted a lot of power. People within the Denver Bronco organization, and you know we're talking about Walmart money and stuff. They're not going to be pushed around. Supposedly it didn't go well, and you know they weren't on the same page. They they bent over backwards trying to hire Harbaugh twice. I said last night, did they say you know what? We don't have anybody. Let's give Peyton the this, the, the crazy amount of money that he wanted, and let's you know give him the power, and we'll really just argue with him down the road. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know how it really played out, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, as it is now, Sean Payton is the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, We'll give you our thoughts. You know, there's, there's a lot to unpack with this. But I'll tell you what, like, you look at the Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams mortgaged a lot, but they won a Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl was in their hometown. They're trying to build a legacy in Los Angeles. They were in a Super Bowl before they felt they were close. They went all in, right? They signed this guy. They traded this. They don't have this draft pick and that pick. And look at the disaster it is one year later. Sean McVeigh like contemplated walking away. Denver's mortgaged everything without winning. The late night anger match for class this is sports Rage. I am Gable Moransi. The twisted Tuesday has begun, the Pimps, the players, the Hustlers, the people, the bust, somebody, everybody else in between. Welcome to the show. SiriusXM XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates, including a mightier 1090 ESPN radio to 50,000-watt juggernaut San Diego SoCal in the house this evening. Sports Map Radio, Houston, Texas. Sports Byline, San Francisco, 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, Fort Worth. Countdown to Super Bowl 57 is on. But uh, the news of the day comes uh, from the Mile High City. It was just last night that we had Frank Schwab on from Denver, and we were talking about the Denver Bronco coaching search. Ian Rapoport said yesterday the Broncos were continuing to work on something big, and there was a lot of speculation as who that coach could be, considering everybody believed that Sean Payton and Denver Broncos were not on the same page. What changed? Maybe the fact that the Denver Broncos have a lot of money and they didn't have anybody they seemingly wanted to take it. But when it's all said and done, Sean Payton is the head coach of the Denver Broncos. They give up a first-round pick. They give up a second-round pick. They give up a third-round pick. I didn't know they had any picks to give up, right? Normally when teams don't care about, like, draft picks, it's when they, they're about to win or they've already won, and it's like, listen, we'll worry about this later. Life is too good right now. You know, you're, you're living it up in Vegas. I'm not worried about the credit card bill right now. I'm having a time of my life, and let's, let's, you know, and we keep winning, so let's let this ride right now. Let it ride, baby. Uh, literally, <laughs> let it ride, right? Hey, look at the Rams. The Rams got a Super Bowl out of it. Right? Like some teams will mortgage things and you don't have picks and stuff for a couple of years, but you can say, Yeah, you know what, we got the banner out of it. The Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors traded, you know, they got Kawhi Leonard, he left, whatever. They got a banner out of it. I'm wondering, what are the Denver Broncos getting out of this? Right? Okay, you've got Sean Payton. Is Sean Payton this much of a miracle worker? That suddenly they're gonna be better than the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals? Can he like can he fix Russell Wilson? Man, they already gave up their first-round pick to Seattle for the next two years. They gave their first-round pick their second-round pick this year and next year to Seattle. They had another first-round pick that they just gave to New Orleans. (laughs) Like, like, I I I don't think Denver's going to the draft for the next 13 years. This is Sports Rage. Bring it.
0: and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investinginamerica.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court.
3: You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci.
4: The Twisted Tuesday, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them. Everybody else in between, let's do this thing. Countdown to Super Bowl 57 is on. We'll get into some trends. We'll get into some numbers. Steve Merrill's going to step up and in. Mike Tanier joins us from the Senior Bowl in Alabama. We'll talk NFL football uh, with Mike. We'll get you caught up to date with some updated uh, props and everything else in between as far as the big game is concerned. Uh, big news for the National Football League today, obviously, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Takes the Denver job, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of speculation. A lot of people close to Sean Payton thought that he didn't like what he saw out there. That you know, either either team didn't want to pay him the money and/or give him the power. And at this stage of someone like Sean Payton's career and life, I don't really think it's about money. I think it's more about being in control, right? If you're going to come back and put your name on it, you want to be in control. And reports were that Denver really weren't, you know. Denver wanted a coach. They weren't looking for a general manager and a player personnel director. And I got to tell you, right, a lot of these coaches are great coaches. They're terrible personnel directors. How's Bill Belichick doing? I said this years ago about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, great coach, terrible GM and, like, overall sort of team builder. He thinks he can win with everybody. He's got an ego, right? Like, you know like the, the 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 coaches should coach right you gotta you know you should have a good relationship with the general manager and stuff but nobody is smart enough i don't care who you are nobody is smart enough to know like about oh yeah i know about every college prospect i know about every 53 i know about every position i know everything about everything i know who the, i know who the punter should be i know who the field goal kicker should be you know how the long snapper should be i know everything about everything Right. And oh, yeah, I'm going to call the plays and I'm going to run, you know, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to run everything. It's like, I don't know, really? Doesn't even like God have help? <laughs> it's not what like angels are for <laughs> and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that whole give the power to everybody thing, it, I don't know if it always works out. How to work out for Urban Meyer. All right, we'll bring McKenna's in here in a second, but uh, LeBron James moves into fourth place all-time in the uh, all-time assist list. He's just killing it. Uh, The Lakers win tonight, his first triple-double of the season. His point uh, prop total was 27.5 earlier in the day. We got in on it. It ended up climbing, actually, so it was depending on what time of the day you bet this. It was actually an entertaining game. Uh, Went to overtime. Lakers win 129-123. to Late night college basketball, big game in the Mountain West right now. The Aztecs and the Wolfpack. Uh, San Diego State, owned Nevada, they're beating them nine straight times. They're up 30-28 right now at the half. We're on the Aztecs on the money line. Let's bring in Andrew McKinnis right now from wagertalk.com Andrew, always a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight. How you doing?
5: Mr. Maranci, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. I wish I could say I've had a great night tonight, but I'm off a pretty frustrating one in the National Hockey League, man. Not a, not a great night for me.
4: Rough night in the National Hockey League. Where where did you go wrong? Where did you go wrong, McKinnis?
5: Who did you take? Gabe, I was I was feeling like the man. I had the LA Kings plus one seventy five. Bet it overnight. You don't usually want to bet against the Carolina Hurricanes and four uh, one going to the third period. They lose that game in overtime. So that one was rough. And then I had the Capitals in regulation. And uh, they end up actually winning that game in overtime, which stings even That's more. That's a rough one. <laughs> uh, but, but they were up 3 2. And then a few minutes to go in the third, they blow that lead. So it happens. And, you know, I, I had a few people that uh, follow along with my picks. And they said, hey, man, still a great pick there on the Kings. And I responded, I said, I appreciate you saying that. But, you know what? Me looking smart and them going up 4-1 doesn't really, you know, cash it in the ticket. You know, I don't, I don't get paid because I was almost right, you know. And it's frustrating because you step out with a big plus 175 dog and they're up 4-1. You're feeling pretty good about yourself. And, and then that happens. But I don't want to bring any bad vibes to your show, man. Happy to be here with you.
4: Well, no, you know what? It's, it's all good. You, that's what we're here for. To vent your rage and you can rip somebody if you want. Or I got to tell you, though, we had more success in the NHL tonight. We took the over awesome. one and a half in all three games. So it went, you know, so we went two and one with the over one and a half in all three games. And then we took the LA Kings and the Carolina Hurricanes over five and a half. I thought that was a low number. And we took the LA Kings. So you were just more courageous. I don't know if I was smarter or, um, or you were more courageous. I took the LA Kings plus a puck and a half.
5: Well done.
4: Yeah. I'm a big, and you know what? They blew it, so we, you know, the Canes end up winning 5 4. I tell you what, this Kane team, especially coming off that win against uh, the Bruins, huh? What a big comeback. They play again tomorrow. We'll get to that in a a moment here. But I am a fan of the plus a puck and a half, McKinnis. I don't mind going up to like, you know, minus 140, 150 type of deal. That's sort of the cutoff. I'm not saying I'll never play a plus a puck and a half in a minus 160 range or something like that, but. It's hard to beat a team by two goals in the NHL. Like, you know I mean, it's not that empty net goals don't happen, but look at tonight. All three games, uh, McKinnis, were one goal games. 5 4, 4 3, 5 4.
5: Absolutely. And I think that, uh, honestly, Gabe, I think you've kind of gotten me into that. I didn't used to like betting those. I think that I used to have kind of a fear of the empty net goals. But I'd be really curious to know the. The number of empty net goals these days compared to even like good call, bro. I was ago. gonna say I like I to be. I don't
4: I want to mush this. I don't want to mush this because I'm the yeah. I'm the <laughs> the empty net goal is my enemy. <laughs> like, like I'm not. I have lost. Like if we saw like the stack of money, McKinnis. Like we I swear there'd be a warehouse of it. They'd be like, all right, here's all the money you've lost due to empty netters, and here's the money that you've won because someone scored in an empty net. they would be like a $20 <laughs> bill blowing in the wind next to like $85,000 of losses.
5: I hate empty net goals. I used to be that guy. Like, my friends used to tell me I had a horseshoe you know where because I would hit all my puck lines. I would always hit, like, with eight seconds to go, the empty net goal. My friends were like, dude, you're the luckiest guy I know. So that's probably why I didn't bet the plus one and a half because I had good luck with the minus one and a half. But to your point there about the underdogs and taking those teams on the plus one and a half, I mentioned it before on your show, but for anybody out there listening and you want to take the plus one and a half, you can also – Take a look at those team totals, right? Usually a big underdog, you're getting a better number and a better price on, on the team total. I've talked about it before on your show, but I think it kind of correlates that plus one and a half, right? Like chances are you think the underdog is going to have to score some goals to win that game. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think it's going to be a low scoring, you know, 2-1, 3-2 sort of thing. But a lot of the times for me, like, you know, whenever I have taken the Montreal Canadiens this year, Maybe one time have I actually taken them on the money line. It's always been a team total. And some people will tell me, though, you're passing up a plus 145 to take a minus 120 team total? Well, you don't know how many times See, I've hit the team total I only, that team's lost. That's right? a good point. You well, know the I mean? Canadians,
4: a good call. Like, cause they, they can score. I'd say the Canucks would be another example. It would be another team. You could take their team Spoilers total.
5: Too.
4: Um, but i got to be honest. I've given up on the Canadians, all right? Like um, – like, I I used to bet on him earlier in the year at plus one and a half, right? <laughs> now I won't even do that. I won't, And I know that they, 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 they did it tonight. I don't like Jake Allen, right? I don't think he's good, right? So um, they're better with Montebo in the net, bro. Well,
5: it's they funny are. because if, if he would have said I'm that last same. year – it would have people would have been saying the exact opposite right so it's kind of like what have you done for me lately a little bit because no. Jake Allen he was he was the man Gabe when Kerry Price was injured and now all of a sudden yeah. and I told improved people and, and Jake I Allen told, sucks now
4: I told people Jake Allen was never the man last year I think I probably argued with you about it <laughs> I
5: don't well, know why people he was like build up. him up he was a lot better than Montembo but Montembo you Montembeau's really a kid improves? he doesn't play he is saying. a kid well, well what I was just about to say is that, you know what this proves, Gabe, is that game experience is the best way to improve. And obviously not everybody gets this chance, but the experience has really helped out Montempo. Yeah, yeah, now you've upset me. Uh, I want to see this. Uh, how many games did Montempo go play anyways
4: last year? Like four, seven, Matt, three? <laughs> There's more on the other side with McCannis. He didn't play that many. This is sports rage.
0: Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
1: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling.
5: want to come with me and Wally to the Super Bowl? Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons.
3: Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're
4: good, but I wouldn't count out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. Late night agro-management class. This is Sports Diane I am David Ramirez. Andrew McKinnis joining us from WagerTalk.com. Mike Tenere will join us from the Senior Bowl at Alabama. We got Stephen Harrell a little bit later on. Countdown to kickoff is on. We'll get into the NFL momentarily, um, but we're just talking about the NHL uh, right now. So we had a good night tonight, four and one International Hockey League uh, tonight. But uh, like Dave Mustaine said, so far so good. So what? On to tomorrow. So tomorrow we got the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, McKinnis. And this this is this is an interesting hockey game. So you get the Boston Bruins. It in the midst of their worst run of the of the season. Right? They've lost three games in a row. <laughs> so and this is it. This is their last game before the All-Star Break. If they were on like a four-game win streak or something going into this game, you know, it wouldn't mean quite as much. Now, not to mention Austin Matthews isn't playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Boston Bruins, minus one thirty. Toronto Maple Leafs plus 108. The total is six right now. I don't want to get in front of the Boston Bruins here. And I hate them. I don't even like the Boston Bruins, but I think they're in the play tomorrow. What's your opinion?
5: I think you teed it up perfectly when you talk about the, the fact that the Bruins aren't just cruising into this matchup. You know, I think that they're a team that's built with a lot of, uh, you know, leadership and, and veteran players. And I think they're a team that's not going to want to go into this break on a bad note. You know, three straight losses, of course, against three good yeah, teams. Yeah, they're going like to say, hey, guys, let's
4: not but, F up this great start that we had by losing four in yeah. a row, right? Like, that, that'll that really upset them for real, like losing four in a row.
5: 100%. And, and I think that, you know, when you look at these games in general, I think that you kind of want to ask yourself, like, which team's going to be more dialed in. And, I, I gave, you know, I, I've kind of just made this up myself, but I kind of like to bet on road trips uh, our road teams when looking at these situations like near a Christmas break, near an all-star break, near a little bit of a break of some sort. I just feel like the road team is more locked in. They're in business mode. They're getting off the plane. They're doing their regular stuff. They're going to the arena. They're ready to go versus the home team. Maybe they've got things on their mind. They're ready to go. Who knows? But I like betting on these road teams a lot of the time in these type of situations. But I like the Bruins here. I think the best play in this game is the under. I mean, the Toronto Maple Leafs, to me, we have to recognize are a far better defensive team than they were. And I have recognized it this year, but it's not just been against the elite teams. It's been against everybody. You know, they don't really take nights off. Unless it's a bottom tier team, but those games don't matter when it happens against teams like Boston or top tier opponents, they usually step things up defensively. And I feel like that's what we're going to see a lockdown defensive game. And let's not forget the Boston Bruins as good as they've been this year. And my biggest thing I'll say about the Bruins, because I haven't talked about them that much, really the biggest thing about them. If you look at their schedule, Gabe, they haven't blown out that many teams. They win a lot of two-goal games, one-goal games, come back in the third period. They're the highest-scoring third-period team in the National Hockey League. They have the most productive uh, bottom six in the National Hockey League. They're a good team that way. But I feel like the under is the best play here. A really good goaltender for Boston. We've got you know Toronto playing pretty well defensively. Uh, I lean towards Boston. I think my play on that game would be the under. Both teams go out on a good defensive note. So, the
4: Carolina Hurricanes right now are the hottest team in the National Hockey League, riding a um, six game win streak. After tonight's win, they just beat Boston over the weekend. They come back against a very good Los Angeles Kings team uh, tonight. So, the, the Canes, very impressive. Like, you know, you look at Boston, Boston 38 7 5 on the season. The Canes are right there. Like, as good as Boston had been, Carolina Hurricanes right now, only seven points behind them for the best record. International hockey league. But so they come back tonight. They're riding high. This is the classic case here, right? They're the ones riding high right now. Um coming off the win against the Bruins. Nice comeback tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. And a very strange scheduling spot with the All-Star game coming up that they've got to turn around and go to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Sabres. A Buffalo Sabre hockey team. That they're playing their best hockey in years uh, right now, but I, I got Well, I'm concerned about like with their lineup uh, tomorrow. Like, is Tage Thompson playing? I don't want to put you on the spot, but is Tage Thompson playing tomorrow? I'm not sure. Right. So, what do you think of this game as of right now, with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes coming off the win tonight at minus 164 in Buffalo, plus 136
5: total six and a half. Well, you know, I think this is a perfect example of why I don't make, you know, look ahead games and predictions and, and bets really until I see a game end that I before, especially if a team's playing a back to back. If I would have seen Carolina, you know, just uh, just absolutely have a horrific performance, then I would you know, probably be looking to bet on them. But then, based on that, I mean, I got to pull out the old, the old-fashioned handicapping term with fat and sassy. I mean, they got to be feeling good about themselves, man. They got to be feeling pretty excited coming into this game, and maybe they're going to get caught off guard by Buffalo. You're asking me about Tage Thompson. Dylan Cousins has a question mark next to his name. I get it, but Buffalo still has hey, other T. guys. T. Thompson, that can score. for the record, he's
4: uh, he's listed
5: day to day status for All Star Game unclear.
4: If you're if you're T. Thompson. You wanna go you wanna be part of this all star stuff. Like you you're you're, bra- you're making oh, a name fair. for yourself and you can't like you gotta play tomorrow then. You know what I mean? It's like you can't like oh I'm not gonna play but I'm gonna like so it's interesting. But as I stated, so yeah, he's been day to day recovering from a uh, upper body injury. I saw earlier today that he was skating. I saw a report earlier today. Tate Thompson skates with uh, with Sabres. He skated a practice Tuesday after missing Monday due to an upper body injury. He suffered in the Sabres overtime loss to the Minnesota Wild uh, on Saturday. Thompson's listed as day, uh, day-to-day in uh, 49 games this season. He's got 34 goals and 68 points, ranks third and fifth in the NHL uh, this year. Having a great season. Buffalo are a fun team, so... We were just talking about the plus one and a half angle, but I'd like to know the Buffalo hell
5: situation here. I don't want to cop out, but I want to know. Like, you know what I mean? You know what, Tage Thompson is a good example too of like how everybody throws around the word "bust" about a player that. Remember what they said about Caulfield first year? They're like, "Oh, this guy's the biggest bust in the world." Now that, now they're talking about his contract. I mean, Tage Thompson was a guy that nobody even heard of last year. Let's be honest here. Tage Thompson is somebody that people were talking about this year. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that he kind of had that coming out party this year. But. Uh, Gabe, I'm going to keep it simple here, man. I'm going to go with the over. Uh, I think it might be a decent spot to look at Buffalo, but I'll just go with the over. I think Carolina could get caught sleeping defensively tonight, just like they did uh, earlier in the game tonight uh, or tomorrow. Excuse me. And I think that we're going to see the fact of the matter is they might not be focused and Buffalo still has lots of young players, lots of guys that have things to prove and don't look now. Buffalo thinks they can make the playoffs. These games matter. I mean, Gabe, I can see you saying something like this, too. I mean, think about it. We're a week before the playoffs start. We're thinking about why didn't we make the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that that one game we played a day before the all-star break that we lost? Maybe that's the game. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a game that Buffalo oh, made yeah. up for. But, you know, they're averaging close to think- 8 goals per game. This is a game we could see
4: goals people seem to have an impression or something like that the night before the all-star we i don't know the guys are like you know what i mean that they're they're in party mode or something like that i just they didn't know like they no one you know what i mean they're competitors man no team like not nah, i'm gonna say no team you want to get the team like you were saying fat and happy rolling in hey okay whatever let's just get this you know what i mean but if you're you're like you said, you're the Sabers, man. You've had nothing but failure. Like you want success, you like success, you want to keep it going. But imagine McKinnis. It's like a bet. Imagine if you were told, listen, you're not going to be able to place a bet for eight days after this. You don't want to lose. You know what I mean? You'd be burning all week. Like they're going to be thinking, no one like none of these teams. That's why I'm saying the Sabers, like uh, this, the 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 Sabers they're they're in that young sort of hungry mode they want to keep winning but the Boston Bruins will really have that you know I mean they got a lot of leadership in that room and stuff they're gonna say it will be a lot of f-bombs like moments before it won't be like win one for the Gipper or anything it'll just be like hey guys we're not going to f this up. Eh? Like someone's going to say, "Who cares that we won 38 games?" We've, we're on a three-game losing streak right now, guys. Right? Like it's over. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like if you wanted to be a jerk and a coach, and say, "Guys, take your head out of your ass. This is over." You want to go into the break on a four-game losing streak? And not even point out we're not playing again for another 10 days. So think about that. Yeah. You want to go on? You know, you, there's going to be a lot of motivation going in with these last games here. What, what do you think about this? Unless you're the it's Canadians your and they just suck load. and they want to lose. <laughs>
5: <laughs> tank hard, play hard and tank for Bedard. That's yeah, the yeah. some teams say take hard there? for Bedard. What do you think about this? The Over two and a half team total for the Sabres is like in the 145-150 range. And like the that. money line for them is in the plus 135-40 range. So you could even do a split bet on the money line and the team total. And chances are, I think even if Buffalo loses tomorrow, they get three goals. I'd be willing to put, I'd be willing to lay minus 150. And, and I try not to as much, but I think tomorrow is a good spot to think Buffalo could get three goals. And at minus 150, that price could climb, honestly. I think I do expect to see Buffalo money come in. And what we just talked about look, I know that there's times I can come on here and sound like that cliche handicapper, but I hate some of those let down and get up and flat spots. I hate that stuff. All I was saying about Carolina was the, really that. They should be feeling pretty good about themselves. They've had some big wins recently Then that big comeback victory tonight. And Buffalo has lots of young guys that are ready to go. Like you said, I mean, this game matters. They're not going to play hockey for a while. They want to end on a good note. But how do you feel about this team total over two and
4: a half? I'm going to bet it. I like where you go with that. And I agree. Like, I'm a big anti. I get mad about all that stuff all the time. Oh, they're going to let down and then schedule this. I don't buy that. Players don't even know what they're playing most of the time. But there's just a the human element. Yeah, we've won six in a row, and I'm
2: tired. <laughs>
4: Morrow McKinnis on the <laughs> other side.
2: Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: For you.
5: I know, Marge. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no
4: XFL this year.
5: The league folded.
4: Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. You know, I've had enough of Marge's negativity. Margin Lisa, nag, 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 negative, negative, negative. And in fact, not only is the XFL back, but uh, the XFL is uh, ready, to, uh, ready to kick off in a couple of weeks' time, uh, in fact. And not only that, but we'll be all over it, and I know our boy McInnes uh, likes to handicap these, uh, these football leagues, but um, we've got numbers right now. So, what do you think about that, Marge Simpson? The Arlington Renegades, plus 450. San Antonio Brahma's, 500, plus 500. St. Louis Battlehawks, plus 500. Seattle Sea Dragons, plus 550. The Vegas Vipers, plus 650. The Houston Roughnecks, plus 700. The D.C. Defenders, plus 700. The Orlando Guardians, plus 800. mechanics will worry about the Super Bowl first, but okay. you, better, you, better, you damn well better have a, a future pick ready before the XFL kicks off.
5: <laughs> Man, I just bet totals in that league. I just find the teams that play no defense and put up points, and the teams that are the opposite. That's all I do. Whenever I bet the I'll XFL, tell you what. Strictly totals. Totals only for me.
4: Any of these new leagues will give you a little hit right now and tip everybody. Bet the unders, like I'm telling you right now, I'm I don't care what the total is, McKinnis. I'm dead serious. I don't care what the totals are, <laughs> for like the dude. I've been around a long time, man. Dude, the the Alliance, the it's 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 they're confusing, right? There's the Alliance, the USFL, and there's they've all been in the last couple of years, and uh, but the the last one, I guess it was the Alliance. It was the I don't know, it was the USFL. It was the last USFL league actually last year USFL anyways dude the first like the first four weeks mckennis it was like there was like four games a week or whatever like every week man 4 and 0 4 and 0 3 and 1 3 and 1 4 and 0 to the under you know what i mean it's like the cfl there's only four games so it was like there was a pattern but they finally lowered the totals enough like they went from 49 and a half all the way down to finally like 36 and a half and stuff but it took them a little while to adjust actually the odds makers are a big disadvantage in these leagues. Um, if you do your research and if you're a hardcore football fan and you, you know you follow college football, you know who all the players are and stuff, That not just the superstar players that go to the NFL. You can make money in these leagues. We do and we will. We do and we will. But before uh, – well, we'll get to the into the Super Bowl with McKinnis here, but it's NHL All-Star Weekend, McInnes. So do you bet this stuff? Because I will admit I will – but I got to be honest with you, I'll bet the NHL All-Star game and change a channel. You know what I mean? Like, even if I have money on it, I'm like, God, this sucks. And but it's like a bet. Like, it's like, whatever, all right, I got money on it. Like what I'm talking about, so Pacific versus Central, Metropolitan versus Atlantic, and we've got totals up here already at FanDuel. Pacific and Central, 13 and a half. Metropolitan and Atlantic, 11 and a half. NHL All-Star Tournament. Who's going to win the All-Star Game? The Atlantic? The Central? The Pacific? Or the Metropolitan? Atlantic plus 200. Central plus 250. Pacific plus 330. Metropolitan plus 330. Full disclosure, it would help me to make a pick if I knew who the hell was playing on each team maybe. Which I don't. But what do you think about this? McInnes, do you bet the NHL all-star game? You like to bet the overs of these three on three train wrecks.
5: Yeah. Usually I'd say you, usually you bet, uh, you know, the, the more the uh, tournament starts to wind down, you bet the, you bet the unders you you bet the overs at the start of things. And then I pretty much always bet the under in the championship game. Right. You start to see the seriousness of it, but, uh, a lot of times Gabe I like to look for the teams this kind of surprises people because I feel like a lot of people want to look towards the younger teams to do well um but I actually look towards the play the teams with the older players because the teams with the younger players they're just out there messing around trying to get the highlight real have a good time they're happy to be there the guys that have been there for I think like you know their fourth or fifth or sixth all-star appearance You'd be surprised, man. It's like you said before, like about, you know, it's your last game in NHL season or regular season before the all-star break or different things. These guys are here. You know, don't you think Ovechkin wants to win? I think he does. Yeah, I think certain guys that are there, if they want to win, the young players are just there to mess around. They're there for that Instagram video that goes viral of them doing a wraparound Michigan goal. You know what I'm saying? The older players, I think, care about about it a lot more than some people might think. So I look towards that. I'll bet some in-game stuff. And as far as the fastest skater and things like that, Game. I don't have a pick for you right now with it. Uh, I probably will be, you know, messing around with it. But uh, as for right now, that's really the best hint I'd give people is bet overs early, work your way into the unders, and then in the championship game, I usually look towards uh, betting the under as well. But bet on the experienced guys. They'll they'll work a lot harder than you think, and they won't just try and score the fancy goals. The Atlantic Division, so you got Allmark and
4: Pasternak uh, from the Bruins, Tate Thompson, Dylan Larkin, Matthew Kachuk. Nick Suzuki, Brady Kachuk. So the brothers playing together, that's something that's an angle right there, right? That these two will be fired up and stuff. Kucherov, Vasilevsky, and um, Marner and Matthews, but Matthews is injured. So um, so the goalies are all Mark and, um, and Vasilevsky for the Atlantic Division. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's just for the record. The goalies, they're the favorites of plus 200. I don't know if I'm falling for this. So one of the divisions I think sucks. So you got the Metro Division: uh, Shevchenko, Johnny Goudreau, Hughes, Brock Nelson, Sorokin, Shesterkin, Panarin, Adam Fox, Kevin Hayes, Sidney Crosby, and Ovechkin. So basically, you got you got a few Islanders, a few Rangers, and you got Crosby and Ovechkin together. You, if you like the veteran team, that's sort of that's the that's the King veteran team of the old superstars. Ovi and Crosby playing together actually. They're plus three thirty. The Central Division is plus two fifty, which surprised me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm underwhelmed here. Clayton Keller, Seth Jones, Kale McCarr, Miko Ratnan, Nate McKinnon, Jason Robertson, Kaprizov, Saros, Tarasenko, Morrissey, and Hellebuck, All right, and it's a good team. For me, uh, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the
5: Pacific here, McKinnis. Look at Bo Horvat, though, Gabe. He's gonna have to might have to wear a Vancouver jersey. What's gonna happen with that? People still don't really know what the deal is with that.
4: No, he can't he wear a traded. Vancouver jersey he can't wear a Vancouver <laughs> jersey. He's gotta wear an Islander he, jersey, and it's just gonna make it more painful for Canuck fans. But I could see him going off with his former teammate, Elias Patterson. But you got Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisidle. I don't know how the hell it's Stuart Skinner's an all star. Uh, Eric Carlson. <laughs> I
5: don't know either, but
4: well, am I am, am I wrong for asking that out loud? <laughs> like really?
5: No,
4: I mean, I, there's not like to say I don't know. Maybe other people were hurt. They didn't want to go or something. Like, like how is Stuart Skinner an all star? You know, Brett Hundley is a pro bowler.
5: You know what? Well, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean, wait, it, let me ask you. I gotta you throw I d- I gotta rank, throw a rank dart Rank your all star games. Rank your all star games for me. I gotta know. I, I'll get your pick. Get your pick. i
4: Major League Baseball one, NBA two, and then they're really after that. It just gotta stop. There is no. You can debate whether you know what I mean. I like the NBA All Star Game. Uh, you know, but the Major League Baseball All Star Game is the one. It's the Midsummer Classic it's it's serious players want to win players want to make it there's a tradition to it like the nba all-star game is pretty lit right you know with the kobe index and you know the the elam factor and the 24 points and all that like the pro bowl used to be fun mckinnis to bet on i used to dude i went i put seven thousand dollars on a pro bowl once I bet really? more on the Pro Bowl. Than I did a Super Bowl once. Yeah, I bet like seven thousand on the Pro Bowl, like three thousand on the Super Bowl. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, it's going over. There was a run of Pro Bowls, Andrew, where it was just free money, like basically, and it was fun too. Like I don't know, they did, they didn't like it though, because the the players pushed it a bit much. But like, it was basically just bombs away, right? And you know, the games were turning into like sixty-one to forty-eight and fifty-five to forty-seven or whatever. And the odds didn't really know what to do. They would set a high total, but they would get shattered all the time. Except they started running too many trick plays and kind of they got a little goofy with it. And then um Goodell, Paul Taggleby used to be chiller. Like Tagleby didn't care. And uh, Goodell came in and was like, ah, I don't like this. And like, you know, you know it's uh, and then suddenly they started hitting people, and then the offensive guys didn't like it. And now here we are playing flag football, so I don't even want to acknowledge it. It is what it is. And the NHL All Star Game has always just been a train wreck that sucked. Like in the old days, it was good, like in the seventies and stuff. But
5: it kind of mattered. What do you then. think of my theory with with the older players? Do you think it makes sense? Because like I, I used to always bet the younger teams, but those are the teams always messing around. I agree. I think I think I think you're right in a sense, but I think in the middle, McKinnis.
4: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, does Ovechkin and Crosby really care? Right? No. Like about their, you know what I mean? Whatever. They're playing a three on three game, bro. You know what I mean? Whatever. I don't think they could give two craps what happens. The young guys, I think, do care, but they're they're caught up in it. They're young, they're, you know what I mean? They're first all-star, whatever, they're young guys, and then you know what I mean? They're flying around and stuff. I mean, you need that middle killer ground here. That's why I'm telling you. And I'm thinking I might be thinking crazily here, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. Pedersen and Horvath playing together again. You got Drysettle and uh, McDavid playing together here. I can see you got codge. Cod- Cod- I can see the the Pacific Division bringing it, bro. I'm talking myself into it. Pacific plus three thirty. might also. I'm going to go. I do live, like, off of Pacific uh, Boulevard, too, so maybe maybe I'm I'm blind. It's in your head. Pacific, yeah, Pacific, baby. Pacific. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Pacific division guy. Uh, But, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there, McKinnis. Pacific, plus uh,
5: plus $3.30. It's hard to argue with that price, really. I mean. I don't know. You don't want to always go with the favorite and that, and that those these kind of games too. The more I look at it, the more I'm actually liking the central, you know, the more like, I kind of looked at it and that was the one I was like, ah, I don't know about it, but you said it yourself. I mean, you want that good mix, right? I feel like we kind of do have that good mix uh, on this team. You know, a lot of these guys have been there before, but some of them haven't, you know, and I think that we're going to see some guys that are going to be able to put on a show, but not be too flashy with, let's be honest. I mean, Look at the Atlantic Division. Those are all guys that are going to be having fun out there and being fancy. Marner, Brady Kachuk, all those guys. Dylan Larkin, Kucherov loves to be fancy. See, I'm not saying thing. it's like... You don't want the guys
4: that are going to take it too much of a joke and screw around too much with, by, that, between, the, what I mean. the, between their skates and behind-the-back stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? The wraparound. <laughs> the old wraparound in the air. hate that. Um, Dude, it dude, is crazy just... that you watch
5: one of those games and there's no goals for like maybe like you know, a minute and a half and all of a sudden there's three goals right away.
4: Yeah, but that's a problem with the three-on-three three with the NHL that Batman doesn't understand. That hockey players are humble. There's a culture to it. They're not jerks. So they don't really want to show off, even though they could show off. Because if you show off, you're a jerk. <laughs> All right, McKenzie, before we get you out of here, we appreciate your time. What do you think about the Super Bowl? Super Bowl 57, what are your early thoughts on the big
5: game? Well, Gabe, I know you're always a guy to ask for a score prediction, so I get him ready, and I don't Whoa. have any of my prop stuff ready yet, but uh, I'll tell you flat out right now, I locked in under 50 and a half, and I'm going to give you my score prediction. I believe the Chiefs win 24-21. Will I be Chiefs? changing that completely next Tuesday night? We'll find out. <laughs> but, but I'm for sure locked in with the under, but I think the Chiefs win 24- 21.
4: All right here, let me get you a number for that. Chiefs win 24-21. 95 to
5: one Not bad, Not bad. 95 to one. At that price, come on. Hey, that not would help bad. with the house hunt, man. I'm house hunting right now, Gabe. That would help. That'd be nice for that. I to say, it'd little be a nice trip for Ireland
4: for you. Well, you're, <laughs> buying, you're buying, you're looking to buy a house, you better start picking some winners.
5: <laughs> it's a rough go, man. Might have, to, might have to rent for another little while. It's a rough market, man. Uh, 95 to 1 would help, though. Yeah, you're young, so
4: I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to give you any sort of real estate uh, advice. Uh, you're, you're doing well for yourself, but... Home ownership, Got to remember,
5: like uh, I'm not. In, I'm this, not in a rush. I'm not in a rush. I'm not. Yeah, in a rush. yeah.
4: People always like they want to own their own homes until the roof collapses and they're like, oh, the furnace doesn't work and I got to pay for that. Oh, that's fourteen thousand dollars, huh? All right. A um, lot of stuff, McKinnis. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So, so basically, so man up, man up, and uh, put ten thousand dollars on it.
5: <laughs> ten oh, thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah,
4: ten thousand dollars on uh, nine ninety-five to one. And here's your house. Nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Boom. There it is. Late night anger man. class. Time, <laughs> Thanks, McAdams. <McInnes. laughs> this is sports rage. Bring it.
0: BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022.